Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brew Jackets, a fun Blue Jackets themed podcast. My name is Kevin. Oh, boy. Got to fix that. All right. We fixed that. What's up? Uh, anyways, but again, as I was saying, hello, everyone. Welcome to Brew Jackets. My name is Kevin, a fun Blue Jackets themed podcast. Uh, joining me tonight, we have my guy, Owen, my guy, Hefty Duck, my so- guy, Hartsy. And my guy, William. Welcome yeah. to the show, everyone. CBJ. 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 Possibly why yeah, guys what they said. a little bit um, more subdued with the intro is being, you know, due to being in a, a hotel room and there being guests probably immediately in the next room over. <laughs> yeah. For our audio listeners who can't see. Yeah, I'd be um, confused too if someone was yelling CBJ next to my hotel room. What in the middle mean? of like Alabama or some shit too. Um, no. What the hell is, is a CBJ? <laughs> yeah. This is me doing it from a hotel room in Florida. Hell yeah. Um, oh, also, so it's, yeah, so it's valid. Yeah, did you send those links to me then? Yeah, go check your DMs. And my personal ones? Oh, yeah, Union Blue. Oh, okay, sorry. All right, all right, cool. All right, technical difficulties yeah. settled real quick. All right, excellent. Welcome in, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thanks to our uh, people watching us yeah. on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and also listening to us on whatever podcast um, place you get your podcast from. Uh, it's been quite the week now, man. Um, it's been, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That game against Florida, that was certainly something. Um, then you know another loss against the the Caps, and then at the beginning of the week we had we beat Tampa four to two, but that almost wasn't the case. No, because that that game against the Lightning, the Blue Jackets played a good first period, and then in that second period it was not a good second period. And they're down 2-1, and things are not looking good for the Blue Jackets. And um, apparently, uh, Pascal Vincent, he said something in between the second and third period, and they go out there and they win that game and had a you know a three-goal third period, and they win that game 4-2. And it was an awesome effort by the Blue Jackets in the third period to help them get that win. And uh, Pascal Vincent was asked in the pre- his press conference, oh, well, I'm paraphrasing it, but basically it's like, oh, what did you say? And he didn't share. Well, a couple days after that, you find out what he said because the Blue Jackets did a behind-the-battle-style uh, video and posted that all over uh, you know, their social media pages and YouTube, and you got to see what that speech was. And then it was a good speech, and I'm paraphrasing it, but the basic gist of the speech was basically kind of like a, uh, rah rah rah! You can do this. You can, you can win do this. it. You you can do this. You, you can, can win this it. sort of thing. And well, he was proven to be right because obviously the Blue Jackets did in fact, you know, win that game. <laughs> um, the game against the Capitals for me. Well, just, real quick, Elvis got first star in that game. As he well, did too. get first star in that game. He played oh. really good. He and did really who got the Kepi again? Because it wasn't him. No, that was Krill Marchenko. So, oh, really? I will. Okay. At the end of the show, I will share the full Kepi list because I have that. And the game, again, the game against the Capitals for me, it just comes down to this: is you, 
the Blue Jackets, they give up two goals in the first period, bad period. But from that point on, the Blue Jackets played a much better game. They did get a goal, and that was the Blue Jackets game for the rest of the game, but they just weren't able to get the second goal to tie it. So if you take away that first period where you give up the two goals, you win that game one nothing. As, Wasn't as, that Justin Dan fourth that got the goal too? Or that no, Dim- no, Dimitri Voronkov. Wow. Hell and yeah. This, he, it was a Krilmarchenko shot from up high, and Voronkov just tipped it in. And the thing I like about Dimitri Voronkov, there's many things I've liked. It's a small sample size so far, but one of the things I like is the dude just knows. Park your 6'5", 240 ass in front of the net and just go there. And no fear, no fear, and just just go there. And he does. And to his credit, he does that, and he does it well. And the Blue Jackets have used him as a screen on power plays and five on five. And two of his goals that Voronkov has so far has been him parking his ass right in front of the net and getting a goal. So that's just great to see. And he's been on the second line with uh, you know, Fantilli. And uh, Fantillion, uh, does somebody change their pants? What just happened there? What was that noise? I have no idea, but oh, cool. my point being, uh, Fant- Fantillion, Veronkov, and I think have been a good pair, you know, good play together very well. And uh, so, and oh, yeah. it's been a good line, so it's been great to see. I think it was Texia on that line as well, but anyways, but I've liked what I've seen. Honestly, and then you look at the game against the Panthers, it's it's a similar story. You have a bad, bad first period. You give up three goals. You do score one, so it's 3-1. Good goal by Sean Corral. You do get another one. It's 3-2, yep. Kirill Marchenko, and then you tie it up, and eventually uh, Alexander Texier gets the lead, but then, you know, Ivan Perloff with a really bad turnover that gives them the ties the game the blue jackets unfortunately losing overtime so it's like they're not playing bad it's just one mistake here and there and that's unfortunately why they're in the position that they are because their defense is giving them a chance to win elvis merzlikens and spencer martin are playing good and sometimes their offense helps out so just little chances here and there that doesn't doesn't go their way but when it does go their way it's it's going to be big and it's going to be that much better for the blue jackets. Cause you can see it because once it does go there, go their way, look out, look out NHL. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I thought they played well against the caps too, um, as well. And you know, it's just whatever that first period uh, against Florida though. Um, I cannot pers- personally, I just don't think I can put that, on Merzlikens. No. no. I think that the whatever so Vincent Pascal, I saw I read on Twitter that he pulled Merzlikens as a more of like um a mercy thing as opposed to like hey you're doing bad. Like yeah. he wanted to, to shake it up. He wanted to change the vibe of the game and he brought Spencer Martin and immediately like whether like yes, it's the same guys out there playing defense it's the same guys out there playing but it felt like a completely different game like they realized how much they messed up 
mm-hmm. and and they they got themselves out of it. I, I'm curious as to how that Florida ice really is. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. I, it's 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 got to be hot. Yeah, like I'm sure like you know the scientists do whatever they can do to or engineers to figure it out. But like yeah, whatever. It, who knows exactly? Maybe they parted too hard the night before. Yeah, they were in Miami. Like, um, uh, and you know, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, the way that Elvis Merzlikens got pulled, it reminded me of a game years ago that the Blue Jackets had in Carolina, where they weren't playing very well, and Sergei Bobrovsky got pulled because they gave up three quick ones, and it's not because it was his fault. It's just the Blue Jackets are just not playing good hockey, and they. No, I take that back. Sergei Bobrovsky didn't get pulled, but what happened was Sergei Bobrovsky, after the third goal went in, he threw he kind of threw his goalie stick at the direction of one of the, the Blue Jackets players, and that got their attention. And then they went on to win that game four three in a shootout. So it's a sim- similar situation of that. What's what it uh, uh, rem- reminded me of? Yeah. Just a little reminder for them to like really keep it in their minds because it just seems like occasionally they just forgot what they were doing or supposed to be doing. And you know, it's a young team. We're the second youngest team in the whole NHL. Um, and things like that are going to happen. That's the way she goes. Um, Owen, you got any takeaways from these games? Anything that you super liked seeing or anything that like you hated seeing? I mean, I liked seeing the boys come back from that rough start in Florida. I mean, that's really hard to do, especially a team that went all the way to the finals. Um, But you got to wonder, especially with some of these games being like a one or two goal game, like imagine if Patrick Laine was in the lineup because that guy's nearly a point per game. Mm -hmm. Imagine if he steals the, the Washington game for us. Yeah. And he doesn't even maybe gets an assist in the the Florida game to put it away instead of it being a one goal game. Who knows? Or the OT, OT winner or something. Yeah. Right. Like, did, have you guys ever seen the graphic or the thing? I wish I had, could actually bring it up right now, but so of players born in 1998, this list includes, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois includes a bunch of dudes. Patrick line has the most points of any player born in the year of 1998. There's something interesting to yeah. like keep in mind is like <clears throat> people always like to be like, Oh no, he's like playing slow and this and that. Like, no dude, he's doing well. Like if I you're think, not, if you think he's doing bad, you're not paying attention. And another thing with Patrick line is that this, this needs to be said is that the dude is like six, five, 200 plus pounds. And like the way he moves to the untrained eye, it looks kind of uh, awkward and not, you know, necessarily like fluid and everything. Not like but, how Johnny Gaudreau looks. Yes. But like, but trust me on this one, it may not look right, but trust me, it he's doing it correctly and he's going fast. It just doesn't look that, that way because the dude is 6'5", 200 plus pounds. Years ago when Ohio State had Terrell Pryor as their quarterback, there was similar complaints thrown at him that was, oh, it doesn't look like he's trying. Well, yes, he's trying. He was like 6'6", 200 plus pounds, but it was a similar thing where it, two steps for him was like one step for everyone else. So it looked like it was go- he was going slower than he actually is. 
And Owen brings up a good point. He says, imagine if we had Patrick Line for one of these games, probably could have helped him win the game and what you know in these crucial moments. And Patrick Line Patrick Line has already in it with his time with the Blue Jackets, he's already shown that he can do that. He's had multiple game winning goals in overtime. And then another game that pops to my mind was during the 2021-2022 season when the Blue Jackets are in Montreal. They're tied up at one. They're, the Blue Jackets are on the power play. And with six seconds to go, the Blue Jackets win the faceoff. They pass the puck to Patrick Laine. Laine shoots and scores, and the, he wins the game for the Blue Jackets right there with six seconds to go in the game. So Owen is absolutely right. It's imagine if the Blue Jackets had Patrick Laine, the Blue Jackets easily could have won one of those games because he's shown that he can do it because he's that type of guy. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, something that's kind of the opposite of that. Oh, sorry, you want to say something else? Oh, but... no, no, you were you were probably going to say what I was going to say. Um, is is uh John Gaudreau getting benched during that? Uh, was it the Caps game? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like like almost the entire third period. Um, I don't disagree with what with that. Uh, I know that I feel like Johnny probably doesn't disagree with that either yeah. because he came out the next game looking like he wanted to be there mm-hmm. as well um Listen, you know and, and and that's an interesting thing i've seen on twitter from different blue jackets fans they're they were ripping on brad larson for not having a lot of accountability and understandably so but this year, when the moment when Pascal Vincent makes the decision to either healthy scratch someone or sit them down during a game, a lot of those people are freaking out. And it's like, okay, well, I don't think you quite get it. And you can't have it both ways. You can't rip on Brad Larson for, you know, his questionable accountability issues and then turn around and rip on Pascal Vincent for doing a having accountability when it comes to how players play and if the one it's a small sample size but if the one thing that is pet that has been made true so far by pascal vincent is if you're not playing good you're not going to play he wants you to play with pace and he wants you to play fast and if you're not doing that then you're not going to play but you will get your chance to play again and if you if you do the things that need to be done he will put you back in the lineup Johnny Gaudreau, perfect example of this. Crow Marchenko, Matthew Olivier, Andrew Peake, the most recent example of this. He stepped in there and he played good. So just play good, work your ass off, and you're going to be fine, basically. Yeah, no, and and I, I do like seeing that. I, I mean, I understand. I don't know. I guess I don't really because this brings me to a good point. Um. Oh, real quick, I want to mention one more thing about Johnny Gaudreau. Um, he's getting a bobblehead, or he has a bobblehead coming out, and that's going to be Hockey Fights Cancer Night. So, you know, if you want one of those, go be there. Like, I want one super bad. I November 16th. I'm thinking about it. Um, Hockey Fights Cancer Night, when the Blue Jackets play the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, that'll be uh, pretty dope. Um, the Coyotes aren't really doing all that bad either. No. Sorry, I just realized. It's a shame. Sorry. There's going to be fans again. There's going to be fans of the team again, and they're going to end up moving. 
And if they don't end up moving, like, cool, I guess. But I hockey guess really hasn't worked the greatest out there. Yeah, and... I'd, and yeah. I, I, I'd push back on that. It's because... And the hockey guy's done videos on that. But basically, the only the reason why they've tried so hard to do it because the the Coyotes are not located in Phoenix, but the closest TV market to them in Arizona is Phoenix. And it's one of the top TV and radio markets in America. And if you lose that, then you're never getting that back. And Austin Matthews, he's in the NHL because he grew up in Arizona and started liking the Coyotes. So... It's fair, you know, so they're not just going to give up on that just because and what I've read from different things about what the Coyotes planned and even the hockey guys done videos on this is that the Coyotes are not going to let this thing go away. They're very aggressive with it of trying to find a spot to play to play there. Yeah. And even with the Blue Jackets. Because the Blue Jackets were in Columbus, we now have Sean Corrali and Jack Roslevic, and we have Carson Meyer. And you can go down the list of guys that are in the NHL from the Columbus slash Columbus area. Well, no, no, but that's not what I'm getting at, though. What I'm getting at, because I said, oh, awesome, Hathies, basically, he's in the NHL because, you know, got into hockey, started following the Coyotes. It's a similar idea with. What happened with Sean Corrale, Jack Ross, or Carson Meyer? You can go down the list of guys who are from the Columbus slash Columbus area. They're now in the NHL because they got started liking the Blue Jackets and got involved with hockey. And that's the one thing that some of these hockey snobs just don't quite get is there's a reason why hockey's in different places and not just like Boston and like New York and Canada. Because are you really growing the game? No, you're not. You need to have it in different spots to grow the game. It's not really going to help if you just have it in Canada because you're not really doing anything then. Yeah, or even just like certain spots here in the United States. No, I'd agree with that. And so something that kind of leads into is growing the game and having the games be more accessible. This uh, recent uh, ballet sports uh, incident, has really highlighted that even more. Yeah. Um, you know, because myself, I live so I live in Northeast Ohio. I get the local stations I get are Cleveland stations, um, or Canton, really. Um, but I do not get any like news channels or anything from from Columbus. Yet somehow I'm still in the viewing like area, so where it's blacked out if I can like if I could watch it on TV like if if it was on dish or if it was so it's like blacked out here I don't quite I don't quite get where that's coming from it's like the the blackouts and then also this ballet sports just absolutely dropping the ball this last week um they're crediting people with seven free days all of seven free days like come on but um it just highlighted that recently too and you said you had some issues up uh like because you've been on the road for a minute for like since last week <laughs> yeah so under normal circumstances, I really don't have issues when it comes to watching the Blue Jackets because I don't live in Ohio, so I am outside of the Blue Jackets TV market. I live in Illinois, and like 99% of the time, I just pull up my computer and I watch the Blue Jackets play. 
And the 1% of the time where that doesn't happen, it's because it's a nationally televised game on TV. So like a playoff game or something, or if they play the Blackhawks. So I'm in the Blackhawks TV market. So I just pull up the TV and turn it on the TV and okay, there's, there's the blue jackets this time. Um, because I'm doing it in a car ride down to Florida and I had two, I had two options because either get on a plane to Florida and I'd rather not use a plane unless I have to, or sit in a car for like 20 plus hours over a span of a couple days and get down to Florida. And none of them are desirable options, but you, you, you kind of have to do it because it is what it is. It's it's this trip has been playing for like over a year now and you kind of have to do it. And Hey, we have someone else joining us right now. We have Mr. Ian Phillips. Uh, What's up, Ian? Ian? How's Good it going? To see it. Um, and so I chose the car ride, and we're driving down, and we drove about six hours down to Kentucky. And I'm okay, Kentucky. I should be fine. I shouldn't have to worry about the Blue Jackets. Well, no, because. Uh, I was in the first town called Paducah, Kentucky. That's the first town you hit Kentucky when you cross over into Kentucky from Illinois. According to the NHL, the NHL considers Paducah, Kentucky, Predators territory and Blue Jackets territory. So because of that, you cannot watch it on TV or use the hockey package that I do to watch it. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what the heck is this garbage? That's just terrible. And my dad, he looked it up on a map and I'm going to put it up on the screen so you can see it. We were six hours away from Columbus, six <laughs> hours. Like, what is that garbage? Like I could, you know, I understand your criticisms, hefty duck, but I can kind of get it. You're in Ohio. I can understand that one. Yeah. Like if I was in Ohio or somewhat close by, I could get that, but we're six hours away. Like, come on now. Like that should not be. That should not be a thing. Grow just, the game. Like, like then grow it. Know. Like, what? Stop doing that shit. Whatever, whoever is responsible for it, like NHL networks, who cares? Like, that's. I'm telling you, I, those Kentucky viewers are not going to be picking the jackets to watch. They're not going to care. The only pushback I'd have to that, I do know of some Kentucky Blue Jackets fans, but that's only because. In uh, Covington, like right on the yeah, Covington, Kentucky, that are right over the border from Ohio. Basically, because you can, South. yeah, because because I know this for a fact. Because last year I had a, a Cincinnati trip with my family, and we did an Airbnb in Kentucky, just over the border. And we turned on the TV, and one of the channels was Bally Sports Ohio, and they had the Reds. Reds game on so like obviously you connect the dots that also means that you could have gotten uh crew and cat oh no crew and calves and blue jackets yeah maybe i just want to know how bally allowed a pirate site to be a better form of watching nhl games than themselves I, right because i'm sure we're not the only market that's having this issue no, actually, the, the Bally Sports thing was kind of like a nationwide thing. It's it's yeah. Bally Sports and as of a whole. Yeah, yeah so, that was so everybody with the Bally Sports subscription is probably pissed and switching right back to 
their favorite streaming website (coughs) on hockey. It forces you to watch, to figure out a way to watch it another way. Because, like, I'm not going to not watch the Blue Jackets, dude. You know what I mean? Like, kind of have to. $20 if ESPN a month. Plus would get rid of the blackouts, things would be a whole lot better. It'd be just like the MLS. Yeah. It'd be just like the MLB even has games on YouTube. Why is the Blue Jackets not on YouTube? It's crazy. Yeah. Great. So, uh, let me do, do the ad read here real quick. And then, uh, Got some more things we can go launch into soon. So. And we'll have to get Ian's Ian's opinions on this stuff as well. Yeah, right. We went through a few things, and that's exactly what I want to do when we get back from the uh, from the ad read. So we'll get into that soon. I will see you on the other side of this little nifty promo video. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of an even sweeter offer every game day this October. Uh, Once again, I forgot to look up the DraftKings odds for some football this weekend. Uh, NFL, not NHL. I almost typed NHL. Um, let's see. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the Browns and the Bengals. So Cleveland Browns are playing the Baltimore Ravens this week. Ooh, that's always a, a good matchup because, you know, at one point, that's what the Cleveland Browns were. Return Dang it. Stupid Baltimore stealing the Browns. <laughs> So, uh, Brown, it uh, seems like the uh, Ravens are favored to win this. Uh, Duh. Uh, yeah. Minus 250, and the Browns are the plus 205 on the money line. So, you know, not bad in advice, but just, you know, bet with your brain. Uh, <laughs> so then the Texans are playing the Bengals, too. Uh, these are both 1 o'clock games on Sunday. And... The Bengals seem to be favored. They're a uh, minus two ninety eight, and yeah. the Texans are uh, plus two forty, which not surprising to me. Yeah, so there's some decent things to eye out for. Um, and real quick, I guess for our boy, I'm going to mention. Uh, did the sorry if you can hear my dog barking in the background. Uh, did the Eagles have a bye week this week? The Eagles do indeed have a bye week this okay, week, well, so we won't have to worry about you know losing any money. Though. Cool. Well, I was about to shout them out, but whatever. Uh, get in on the game day great the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varied by jurisdiction. 
Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Only bet we can afford to lose. Yes, uh, lots, of, lots of action going on in the Ohio sports world. We yeah. have the crew are in the playoffs. We have the Cavs. We have the Bengals. We have the Browns. Ohio State has plays this Saturday. We have the Blue Jackets. So, you know, not gambling advice, but, you know, uh, gamble responsibly and a lot of fun stuff that you can gamble on with the Ohio sports teams, but you know, gamble responsibly, but you know, not gambling advice, whatever. Anyways, oh, yeah. All right, I do have a second one this week. We're uh, we got Raycon. Um, it may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, eh, that's debatable. Uh, but it's never too early to start. Never too early. Uh, why not take care <laughs> of it now before the crowds uh, and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare? Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. Um, you know, you've heard us talk about this before. We've had, uh, we've done Raycon uh, ads here. And I've always mentioned that I like the, uh, you know, the, uh, like they're wa- uh, water resistant, um, you know, so like sweat and stuff like that. Generally, you're fine. They're resistant, not proof. But, um, uh, you know, they're awesome that they have like the different um, modes. They have like active noise canceling and whatnot. Uh, Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features uh, like a 32 hour battery life and a perfect in ear fit for all day wear and lasting comfort. Uh, this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon Power Tech. Uh, their five star review, reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro, B, micro USB, and Type C devices eight times faster with 100 watt power delivery. Their faucet filter ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy materials. It's a must have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Uh, Raycon is known for delivering high quality products and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium products. Uh, no wonder their products have wrecked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in on the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site, with select products up to 50% off. Uh, hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Check it out. Some cool stuff. Water filters? I didn't even know yeah, that. Water filters. Isn't that wild? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. They're broadening the horizons. Yeah. The headphones, <laughs> I mean, shit, dude. They like, use the code. Fuck it. They said they could. I want to <laughs> try Raycon water now. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I want to uh, see what Raycon really curious water, is. Raycon water. Does it play music at the same time? Dude, that's an idea. Yeah, can I listen to so like you're brushing your teeth? And I'm listening to Creed while I brush my teeth. (laughs) I'm listening listening to Slayer or Bloodbath while I'm brushing my teeth. Yeah, I want to brush my teeth while listening to Baby No Money. Want to take a shower? (laughs) Hey, Raycon, hit me up for that idea. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Musical water. Raycon. All right, so. 
we do have Ian in here, so I want to ask just a little bit about a little bit of stuff we already discussed, but you know, I just want to get uh, your point of view, your opinion on some things. So, out of the last three games, uh, the win loss and OT loss, like what, like what's uh, what's like some of like the best things you saw there, and like what, what's maybe like one of the worst things? Like, what did you like? What didn't you like? There was a lot that went on. Mm. I don't know. It's been a pretty eventful three games. I love, you know, the Florida game. The first 10 minutes were probably the worst I've seen um, <laughs> in forever. I can't even remember the last time I saw a start that bad. But I love the response, and uh, I think we responded well. Um, I don't know. Yeah, the overtime loss, I only watched the second and third period of that. But, um, or well, that was the Florida game, so. I mean, I don't know. Provorov, Provorov, you know, he led, leads. I think he still leads the team in points, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he sure does. Nine points, which is nine yeah. assists. I mean, you can't. I mean, I've heard like a lot of like Provorov was horrible, you know, bad decision, but, you know, that's based off two or three plays. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of the part of the season where you need the wins. And, yeah. you know, overtime losses are better than losses, but we need those wins. And that game the other night should have definitely been a win. Yeah. Uh, well, it was amazing that they came back the way they did it all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know? for sure. What do you think about them pulling Elvis? Mm, it was needed. I mean, Elvis – I mean, two of those goals weren't his fault, but right. it's just – it's a momentum change. You know, it's it's not, you know, anything personal towards him. And, you know, if you listen to Passy's comments after the game, he said it wasn't because Elvis was playing bad or – you know, it's not like our goalie's playing like shit. Let's pull them. It was yeah. Our team's not rallying around this goalie. We need to change momentum. This will do it. So, you know, got the job done. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. I. 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 I that's kind of what we had said earlier too about it. Like, it's it's whatever at this point. Um. <laughs> so then, you know, you noticed the third period of the Caps game. Did you uh notice that John Goudreau got benched for like the majority of that? last period yeah so that was that was one of those games where you know everybody has an off game and no matter who it is you just some players you just can't put out there and you know it doesn't matter where he is on the depth chart to start I think Pazzi was playing the players that were you know firing on all cylinders and Johnny wasn't so he didn't play but that's the kind of thing where in the off season we said you know everybody's got to play and everybody's got to take responsibility and you know, new head coach, you know, hope make people take responsibility and he he's doing that. So yeah. I don't know if you can really complain there. But the people still people still find ways to complain because yeah. it's either yeah. they're not enough accountability. There's too much accountability. Like what Yeah, I mean personally I thought he should have at least been on the power play. But you know Yeah, give him like one shot. Like bench him yeah. for quite a while, but then be like, "All right, dude, it's last yeah. shift or you get to play." Well, he also, I mean, he's he's extremely good on the power play, lots of patience, but he's also, I mean, I was looking at a lot of his plays from last year and especially the year where he had 115 points with Calgary, and he's just not skating the same this year. He's he's playing with less speed, he's not moving his feet as fast, and I mean, I I hope he can turn it around. But he's from what I've seen, he's just He's playing Losing sleep. all that sleep with the first kid, you know? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Hey yo, Chubba Wubba Hub. What's up, Chubba man? Welcome Bob. in. Nice seeing you. I think we might have missed you last week. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess I want to move on to um a couple other things then too. We kind of, I guess we already mentioned it. We talked about um Kent Johnson. He's in Cleveland now. Um, I'm fully okay with this. His new agent. We talked about how the very good possibility that like uh you know he was friends with his son. They played at they played together at Michigan. Mm-hmm. It's Fantilli's agent. It's other people's like the Kent is looking for um he you know this is a contract uh year for him. Yeah. He's gonna be looking for some more money. Like yeah. it just makes sense that. Yeah. Cause he, and how easy would it be for like be like, hey Fantilli, so how's that guy? You know, I know I know him a little bit, you know, and then Fantilli being like, yeah, yeah. I love him. And yeah, then- well, I think people look into that a lot, and they say, you know, Kent Johnson wants out of Columbus because the same age as <laughs> had, and I think Panarin at one point too. The boy Panarin, yeah, Dubois. yeah, and I think people were jumping to conclusions saying he wants out of Columbus, but I mean, from what I've seen, from what I've heard. I don't think that's the case at all. There are a lot of, you know, Fantilli is a player that wanted to be in Columbus from the start. He's with Columbus. He has the same agent. So I really feel like who you pick as an agent, I mean, he's a good agent. He represents his clients, you know, and if Kent Johnson can pull it together, that agent will be what gets him a lot of money. And something, something else to throw out there. This is put out there on Twitter and I agree with it, which is, you look at the guys that uh, that the, this agent that uh, Kent Johnson picked, who he represents. A good chunk of those people are people who played hockey at Michigan, and mm-hmm. uh, so it's so that's kind of a thing. It's something to consider. I mean, Adam Fantilli, Michigan, Kent Johnson, Michigan, and there's a whole bunch of other players that have played at Michigan. It just so happens that that's one of his is things of who this guy represents. It's usually guys who play at Michigan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chubba Hub says he's uh, uh he heard Kent wants a bigger garage. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. That's awesome. Yeah, I wonder not... where he is staying. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's I, in I, Cleveland right I now. I think that'll be good for him. Yeah, I hope he pulls it together because he's he's one of those players where he like you saw it last year. He had forty mm-hmm. points and. There's a lot of potential there, and I don't know. I'm I'm hoping he pulls it together. Well, it's a small sample size, but so far he's looking pretty good down in Cleveland with the monster. So if you keep that up, and when you're ready, you just come back up with the Blue Jackets and uh, cook, do some do- good things, and dominate, just yeah. like you've shown you can. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah, and, we, and yeah, let him cook. there's a good team in Cleveland right now. You got. I mean, one of the players that I really hope gets another shot with Columbus is Blankenberg. I love the energy he brings to the team, and I'm hoping he gets another shot. But we also have that glut on defense where we got two players that should be playing that aren't playing. Mm-hmm. You know, Peek and Boquist, and I don't know what's going to happen there. I, I, I heard Peek's name in trade rumors and trade talks, but I haven't heard I anything. Trade rumors. <laughs> yeah, I haven't no, heard, I like- heard stuff. We talked about it a bit last week. Uh, I brought up, I was like, dude, so like Peek's a good player. Bocus is a good player. Um, Peek was scratched all but one game. uh, So now two games. Um, Mm -hmm. A healthy scratch this entire season. Um, 
I was like, why else would you really want to do that unless you're trying to keep him healthy for some, like something? Like he's, he's he's a solid guy. He's made a team every year. Like yeah, I mean we. I think we got to trade one of them because they're both in you know the prime of their careers, and this is the most money they're going to be able to make, or well, the most value they're going to be able to have throughout their whole career. So you got to either trade them or play them. I don't really think there's any any way yeah. we can just keep them sitting in the press box every game. It just doesn't Bol- make sense. And Bolquist and Andrew Peake currently have cheaper contracts that are easier to trade. Mm-hmm. That may not always be the case. Yeah. And then some people say like, oh, well, if they're going to like trade them or they're going to like do something with them, like, well, then um, they'd already be moved or something. Right. Yeah. But, I don't, I don't think that's entirely true. These, these things take a long time and we're still in the first, you know, quarter of the season. So a lot of teams are still figuring out where they're going to be come May, you know, whether it's or April, whether it's like contenders or buyers. Or if they're going to bench Huberdo another game or some shit, you know, like, yeah. Like, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. It's so early. It's so early. Yeah, and you, yeah. you you can't really tell where you're going to be in a lot of, you know, taking on those extra defensemen. You can't really do that if you're going to be, you know, a seller at deadline or a buyer at deadline and you're going to make yeah. a run. So I think they're definitely, you know, one of them's definitely going to be moved by deadline, you know, at the very least. So, and you also got like, yeah, players in Cleveland like, you know, Blankenberg and Christensen and, you know, there are these other defensemen that have NHL time under their belt that can come in and play. You don't need to put in Bjork, Shannon, Peak. You got all these young defensemen. So, yeah. Oh, and you had taken your mic off mute for a minute. Was there something you want to say? No. Oh, I see. I see how it is. <laughs> Whatever. Then. Um. So yeah, I guess uh, let's uh, talk some more right. about uh, so, Ian. What uh, I just want to quickly ask: What did you think about the Blue Jackets win over Tampa Bay? Oh, that was a great one. I was there in the arena. I thought the energy was great. Um, I, it wasn't a sellout, but it was. It was I think around sixteen thousand people, and it was a good game. I thought the Jackets had control that whole game, which was important. I think they controlled the pace of the play. When they do that, they always outshoot the other team. I don't know if they outshot Tampa, but they usually outshoot the other team. They always, you know, I mean, I feel like we always win when we play that type of game. Yeah. We were physical, you know. It was a great game. Yeah, no, that was it, – it's ever since the, the sweep, I think, like, the Tampa games always have this kind of energy around them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, both teams know – because uh, you know Tampa still has the same coach that they had uh, during that sweep. Um, you know we've gone through a few coaching changes since, but you know, um, like they 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 don't forget either. Yeah, um, no. very much so. And, and I, my opinion, after reading this on Twitter, it's the opinion of many Blue Jackets fans, and I agree with this. Is that I still think that. John Cooper is still a little bit upset and salty about what happened in 2019 because he had a press conference after the game and I'm paraphrasing the quote, but basically it's like, it's basically like, Oh, that should have been an easy one. Like, Mm -hmm. like screw you, dude. Like, no, there is no easy game in the NHL. And it just so happened that the blue jackets that you lost to the team that 
knocked you out in 2019. And yeah, you beat them in the playoffs in 2020, but that was a tough, tough five, a tough five game series. And one of those games went to five overtimes. So historically speaking, the blue jackets are not an easy out against the lightning. So for you to say, Oh, that should have been an easy one. Like, no, absolutely stupid. You Mm -hmm. shouldn't, you should know better than that. Yeah, for sure. But you know, I think it's still today the Blue Jackets were the reason why they didn't win another cup because it well, could have been a dynasty. But and I, well, I really think you know if they would have gotten past the Blue Jackets, the chances at a cup were pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think the Blue Jackets with it, I, I think they matched up the best you know against Tampa out of any team in that playoff. But I I have been thinking about this in some hypothetical scenario if the lightning beat the blue jackets in 2019 lightning still could have won that Stanley cup, but it would have been much harder because all, all season long, the lightning were playing just basically like in like invisible, like just like a God, like you could, no one could barely beat them, but the blue jackets showed a blueprint on how you could beat them, which is be physical with them, hit, play good defense, tight checking. And you do that. You t- and they can't handle that. And if they had got gotten through that, other teams would have saw that and said, "Okay, the book's out on how you can, on how you can beat them." And maybe they would have used that against them. But we'll never know because the Blue Jackets knocked knocked them out. But it's interesting enough because because the Blue Jackets knocked them out, it made the Lightning change the way they play to not just pretty boy pond hockey to you can to more a 200 foot game where you do have to toughen up and do t- take some hitting, being able to grind it out, play good defense. And yes, you can still have your o- offensive touch, but you need to play a different way. So we'll never know, but you know, blue jackets, I guess still under the lightning skin to this day because of what they did in 2019. <laughs> yeah. Chubb says greatest week of, or so of his life. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's still part of my decoration back up here. I have the whole, you know, it's time, uh, you know, rally towel. Um, that was pretty sick. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, real quick though, let's go back and uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, well, real quick, okay, so I wanted to talk about this. All right, we saw, so I joked about it when we saw Chinikov come up, um, from Cleveland. Uh, I joked about on Twitter, like, oh, shit, we could have a, you know, Marchenko, Vorankov, Chinikov line. And someone else quipped, like, oh, we're never going to see that line. You, you have to be hard to be thinking that or some shit like that. And, well, we saw it, didn't we? It was like them and, like, even Probra was out there. It was like, you know, four-man Russian Russian uh, gang going there. Um, so... Columbus have climbed the mountain and reached the top, says Chubb. Well, that see that where that comes from is uh, in Game One against the Lightning in 2019, when Seth Jones scored the goal to take the lead four three. That is what um, that's the call that uh, the announcer said during that game when Seth Jones scored the goal, which was Columbus has climbed the mountain and now they reached the top with like how much time there is left to go. The Blue Jackets lead. Four three. That's awesome. That, that's so. That's where that comes from, and I still have all those goals 
from that s- series that the Blue Jackets scored saved on my mm-hmm. iPad, and I watch it every so often. Oh yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I was like at the thing. I never got to. And I, I guess I never looked up the replays or anything from it. Um, I was at yeah, game so. three, and damn, that was a damn good game. So, um, with this Russian line, I would like to opine or try to come up with a nickname for it. Um, Russian machine never break. Well, that's oh, that's Alex Ovechkin's kind of, thing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just. Uh, so you know, I was thinking maybe something like. Uh, Hmm. Yeah, I thought like the Russian machine would be sick because like you know it does kind of play off Ovi. Like all those dudes, I believe. Uh, I know Marchenko uh, met Ovi and I had like dinner with him or something at one point. Yeah. Um, and honestly, looking the way Marchenko plays occasionally, like he looks. You know, there's yeah. similarities there. Um, but you know, so yeah, there's just these three three, four guys from Russia that often that now or play together there. Like what, like, like anyone got any good ideas? I mean, four. other than yeah. Russian four. Yeah. Russian Russian. What's the, what's the line again? So I, we'll just go with the three. We'll just, we'll say it's the three. Um, we'll say Marchenko, Voronkov and Chinikov. We can call it the Kokov cough line <laughs> right yeah no it's, it is funny when you write it down you see him like listed together and you see like the cobs like it's it's pretty funny um we could you know i i we could just call him the three amigos i like the irony that it's something the three golf nicks <laughs> three golf nicks the three musketeers the um, three slavics the slav squad slav squad that's a good one i like that one Slav squad. Slav squad. What you got, Ian? The comrades. The comrades. Uh, I don't know if you right? guys saw. There was this. Uh, I interviewed. It was part of the um the post game interviews, and uh, uh, Marchenko was with Vronkov, and he was like translating for him. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I've seen that. That was pretty great. That was that was wonderful. And another thing I like is that um, Yegor Chinikov, his English has improved really well after he did his first ever uh, press conference in in English. Yeah. And Ivan Provov was there for him just to back him up if he needed some help. And times he did, and Ivan Provov helped him out. But also, apparently, Yegor Chinikov has a lot of tattoos on his arm. I did not know that was a I thing. Got some stick tats. I've never huh. seen a couple before, but I didn't know it was that extensive. I want to see good pictures of it. I don't know what it is. And um, apparently, and apparently, Patrick Lining wears neck protection, and I never really knew that was a thing. I just assumed it was just some yeah. like turtleneck thing. No, that is actually yeah. called a dicky. Um, I believe it was uh, a year or two ago. That I think even like Barstool Sports brought it up. Oh fuck, I just mentioned them. Um, I don't like Barstool. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, they brought it up that like they're like, "What's up?" Because like people ask them like, "What's this turtleneck?" Like oh. even someone earlier on Twitter was like, "Are you sure?" Like I think I've seen sleeves sticking out underneath this. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sure, bro." And I posted the picture of it, 
And it's basically, <laughs> it's just like a little collar thing with like a bib around it, like kind of like what priests wear. <laughs> you know, like not even joking. Like it's like it's a thing. People wear them. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, and and that's it's one thing too that I thought was like even before I was like, well, it makes sense if he wants a little bit of protection. There's there could be other reasons for it though too. So, uh, you know, when I was um a young lad playing like sport like soccer and stuff like that, my jersey, like I don't know, just like. It can it can kind of chafe, like up yeah. when your when your collar gets sweaty and it gets cold. Now I know hockey uniforms are different, but um, you know it it could just it can get really chafy and annoying. So I could understand no, why uh, he would want. No, I I understand I understand what you're getting at, Hefty Duck. I can see why that would be a thing because sometimes I wear two shirts too because of that. Yeah. Um, so Ian, you currently are playing hockey. Uh, you're playing varsity hockey, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so have you guys, are you planning to, or have you already, uh, thought about implementing, um, some neck guards at this point? Yeah. Yeah. It's always kind of been a thing. We always blew it off. And then this year, the CHC is kind of, uh, hammering Can't down on that just because of the Can't death. Blame them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've personally, I used one when I was really young, and then I kind of stopped. But now I've, I've started using them again. Yeah, I've heard it's just like it's basically like 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 fabric that's hard to 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 cut. Um, yeah, I mean they've 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 come a long way because when I started playing hockey, the only ones you could get were like these thick, like it just made it super hard to breathe and stuff. But they. Yeah they moved away from like the fabric and it's like this like mesh, like the athletic shirts and yeah. If I have one. Yeah. It's like something to like, I've seen like bags and stuff made out of that where it's like, just hard to like, like a knife won't go through. Yeah. 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 It's, it's all cut resistant. And then, yeah, I have one that's like built into my shirt. So. Oh, okay. It's not too bad. It's from Bauer. I think, yeah. uh, I was about to say, doesn't CCM make those too? Yeah, CCM makes those, and then I got another. I got like, I got like three or four because I don't, I don't play with wet gear at all. Yeah. So like, I I change my neck guards pretty often. Then I got like the little the ones that go down like under the pads. Yeah. Stick out, and then yeah, I got a couple of those. Like a dicky. <laughs> I know uh, it's a yeah. funny name, but that's like that's what they're called. They're like bibs with a neck. Yeah, I, I think. So. Neck on it. Yeah, I think they just call it like a bib. Mm. yeah what it's old but yeah i would too if i were talking yeah. to high school kids um <laughs> for back sure. in my day when i played there were no neck guards <laughs> <laughs> all right you fuck you goddamn well, I mean, dinosaur I you never saw one over here this year right. i definitely down joe thornton i saw I prefer, i was gonna say i prefer to wear neck guards that you know it just takes thought out of your mind safe. completely you can just yeah, go balls yeah. to the wall then without like worrying about it as much. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I saw really... what happened to Clint Malarchuk and I was like, never again. Yeah. I never really had any skate cuts, like knock on wood, but I did get this cut like on the side of my wrist. I don't know if you can see it. That's from like yeah. six or seven months ago. And it was, it was bleeding pretty hard when it happened. It's still like, you know, 
if somebody gets it on their neck, you know, yeah, no come back from that. So I wear a neck guard, and I don't mind it. And they're stylish too. <laughs> yeah, not so much. The ladies love them. Yeah, ladies honestly, love them, man. With the neck guard, I don't think they look bad at all. Um, I'm so used to seeing line A with this white Turtle. thing. Yeah, closure so, wore one. Um, might still. So, real quick, um, before we go too much farther, so we talked about how Voronkov is a beast. Um, I want to talk a little bit about some other prospects. Um, someone have a phone call in the background or something? Oh. Um, so, uh, <laughs> a technical difficult to hear the video of your directing traffic audio ones won't. So, uh, I just want to mention Jordan Dumay is absolutely killing it in the QMJHL. Um, or did I say that right? QJ, yeah, QMJ, so. yes. Um, and he is going to be the, the record holder for many things. He's going to, for the next decade, I mean, that's yeah. He should be playing there. I mean, he should be in Cleveland. Right, but also it gives him the chance to like be that record-setting guy because it's like he's breaking, you know, um, Sidney Crosby's records uh, mm-hmm. from what I've heard. And mm-hmm. so, you know, everyone's gonna have to be his record now. So, like, yeah, at the very end of the day, yeah, it feels like wasted talent in a in a bit. But then also, um, he gets the, like a, a bit of just absolute glory the entire season too. Um, yeah. so that's yeah. And then uh, we want to talk about. Uh, I pulled, before we get to that, before we get to that, before we get to that, I'm gonna. I'll be back. Oh, <laughs> okay, we can hear you fine. Oh, you can hear me well. Then yeah. I'll, yep. All right. Well, then, then I'll just then I'll just talk. Yeah. Um, Deeper because you. You you bring up uh, Sidney Crosby and uh, Jeff Savoda posted it on uh, his Twitter page today, and it says, "In two thousand four two thousand five, Sidney Crosby posted two point seven one points per game in the Q- QMJHL. This season, CBJ draft pick Jordan Dumay is averaging two point three six two point two point six three points per game through eight games." Last year, he was at 2.19 when he had the third most productive Q season in the last two years behind Sidney Crosby and uh, Rad- Radulov. So basically, what Jordan Dumay is doing is not a lot of people do it, and the last really guy to do something like that is 20 years ago with Alexander Radulov and Sidney Crosby. So that's pretty good, and it looks pretty bright for the Blue Jackets. Yeah, literally twenty years ago, isn't that insane? Yeah, I'm okay. stoked to see it. Some people oh, yeah. in here then, weren't even born yet. No, no. Some. Now so you here, can move, so now you can move on about, to uh, Blue Jackets prospect Gavin Brindley. Yeah, so I'll show this one. I think the other two are basically included in this one clip here. Um, no, it's they're two different clips. Well, I know, but like the first clip has the next two in them, I believe. Like it has okay. all the goals in one clip, okay. um, I believe. So let me see if I can expand this. It's not letting me. Uh, I don't want to open it up. This is my private messages. 
so I don't want to open it up too big. Um, can I pop this out? It's a mentality thing. No, I can't. No, that's All a different right. one. Go down, go down, go down. Those are the two ones right there. That's the first one. That's the second one. Trying to hit them hard. That's yep. big bodies there trying to collide right there. Duke walks the middle, drops it off for Brindley, cuts inside. Brindley, he scores. One thing to back up on that I want people to see it. Just one thing I want people to see is just how fast Brindley comes into the screen and just shoots it like crazy. Like that. Boom. Play I will play it again one more time because I want and and his and his teammate um like just knew where to place it for him too. That was very good by the by his teammate. Like this. And uh communication. Yeah, he so, comes flying in for our uh, audio listeners. Yeah. Gavin Brindley comes flying in. Um, like the original guy to bring it into the offensive zone was probably a good like ten feet or more inside. And, and, then, uh, and here it is. Watch it again. So he's got the puck, and boom, right here. Full score. Speed, full sprint down. Speed, and the goalie for Wisconsin had no chance on. He that. touches the puck for maybe a full second before it's in the goal. That's a that's amazing. All right, so, so I'm going to head out. All right, see All right, man. Hey, thanks for joining. We'll see no you soon. No problem. See you. Peace. So that's just a great shot by Gavin Brindley. And then this one is just, a, as it says in the video, it's just a snipe. Yeah. So he's a little farther out for this one. Uh, He brings it into the zone. He's got a guy in front of him. Uh, Sorry, like two defensemen and uh one friendly teammate in front of him. And just able to snipe it up yeah, over. Z- zooming in just a bit more on this one. I can't I, I, no. I wish it would just let me. Like I don't know why it's not letting me do full screen. It's probably because I'm already sharing it. The screen. Oh, okay. Right. And if I try to zoom in anymore, it just makes the type bigger. But um, you can also check out our Twitter. Yeah. For these clips uh, as well, we shared them a while ago. So I'll just do this like one more time. But so, oh, like no toe drag or nothing. He just like sets it up and rips it, and it's just easily right over so, uh, above side. Yeah, it is a great goal. Two great goals by Blue Jackets prospect Gavin Brindley, and yeah. uh, he's played. It's a small sample size, but he's played nine games so far. And he has nine goals. So that's pretty damn good. And he's playing top six center minutes, doing good at that. And he's doing top six center minutes at Michigan, which is one of the, historically speaking, one of the best, you know, hockey schools in college hockey. It's basically playing it like the college hockey version of Ohio State or Alabama. So if you play good there, then you're probably going to play good in the NHL, and that bodes well for the Blue Jackets because over the years they've had players that have played at Michigan that have played good at Michigan and then have played good for the Blue Jackets and done well for them. So this looks like a more the positive trend looks like it's going to continue again with Gavin Brindley. So it's exciting to see if he can keep this going. Yeah, I'm stoked to see it too. So, um. You know, we are kind of here at the end of the show. So before we like like finish closing off, uh, we have two more things I want to get to. First, I'm going to talk about first goals. 
Um, so Alexander Texier, Johnny Gaudreau, and Sean Corrali all have their. Oh, I'm sorry, and Veronica. Eric Goodbranson. Oh yeah, I think Veronkov already had his first goal since last. That's show. right, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. He did. You're right. And but no, Gabranson did get it, and that was just a. It, this is the thing. I, what I've rocket. seen of Eric, it is a rocket. What I've seen from Gabranson, just watching highlights of him, whether that be with Calgary or when he's been with the Blue Jackets, he doesn't bring a lot offensively to the table. More of a defensive defenseman kind of a guy, mm-hmm. but. When he does score a goal, you watch the highlights, and that dude just, they're just bombs. They're just slap shots from the point to where he just puts everything he has into it and just blows it right by the goalie where the goalie has no chance. And sure enough, when Erica Branton scored against the Lightning, that's exactly what that goal was, is just a absolute bomb, a slap shot from the point or he just blew it by the goalie, and the goalie had no chance. So it's just good for you, Erica Branson. Great goal to help the Blue Jackets win that game. I was sick. So then, um, yeah, before we start doing our final words here, uh, do you want to uh, bring up the Kepi list? Or, uh, yes, I sent it to you in the DMs because oh. it wasn't pu- it wasn't pulling up for me for some reason. Okay, cool. What uh, You sent that to which DM? Your your personal from I don't have anything from you from the Union soldiers or from your personal one. Oh, hang on. While a second. we get that I all just, situated, I just wanted. I to just sent. Show. I just sent it. I just sent it. I just sent it. I just sent it. All right. Uh, what was well, that, William? Well, you guys figured that out. I just wanted to shout out Ian one more time, and I wanted to congratulate oh, him yeah. on um he tweeted this earlier he said that he's going to be attending ohio university for journalism and business oh yeah that's that's what congratulations yeah yeah. (laughs) oh yeah brother (laughs) moving on up all right so we have the kepi list so as we have four wins this year we have four kepis so far we talked about it before kev you want to go through them yeah, so as it says on the screen, it says, who won the Kepi, question mark, and there is a Kepi in the background with the four players for the Blue Jackets that have won the Kepi so far. So we started off the season on October 14th with David Juracek getting the Kepi because the Blue Jackets beat the Rangers 5-3, to and Juracek scored his first goal in that game, and he played really good, so that earned him the Kepi. Uh, the next time the Blue Jackets won was October 20th, 2023, the Blue Jackets beat the Calgary Flames 3-1, to and Spencer Martin played a really good game, and he's a big reason why they won, they won that game, so he got the Kepi. The following night, October 12th, uh, October t- 21st, 2023, the Blue Jackets won 5-4 to in overtime against the Minnesota Wild. Adam Fantilli had his first-ever NHL goal in that game, and that earned him his first-ever Kepi with the Blue Jackets. And then we go back to this past Thursday, November 2nd, 2023, when Krill Marchenko got the Kepi. He played an awesome game, and he scored a goal in that game, and that's what earned him the Kepi. So, you know, the next time the Blue Jackets win, it'll be interesting to see who Krill Marchenko decides to give the Kepi to. Hell yeah. That's I'm looking forward to the next win. Uh Cross the fingers. 
It'll say a little prayer. It'll happen. You know, it could be worse. We could be the sharks, but um. So. Oh, please don't bring that team up around me, please. I will get depressed. <laughs> what team? Um. So, here we are. End of our show. Um. Any final words from? Uh, we'll start at the bottom left, and we'll work our way around. Uh, Hardsy. Any final words? Anything you'd like to add? Say the show. Shout out. Uh, yeah, obviously shout out to uh, myself, ParityGoalie79 on Twitter for absolutely, uh, you know, putting in the power to stay up through that massacre of Flyers hockey last night. And uh, there's still time to claim your FHL team, as uh, our buddy here Lance has his own. Hell yeah. Shout out to the Hartford Whalers. And uh, that's it. No teams. No teams to shout out. Word. <clears throat> Word. Well, that is cool. Um, sweet. I feel it. Uh, William? Um, the usual. Follow me on Twitter and TikTok. That one, CBJ fan. Follow the Blue Jackets TikTok account. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do it. And um, join the FHL. That's all I'm going to say. Do it. Sweet. What? All right, Owen, you got anything you wanted to add to anything we talked about? Or want to talk shit to somebody? Shout out somebody. <laughs> Shout out Marcus Bjork. He should be on the fucking team. I mean, <laughs> listen to me. Five points in nine games with the club. He's doing good in Cleveland. The only problem he's not with us is because we have too many guys. We need to get some guys traded so we can have the future of defense. Also, the HCA is a fraudulent league. God damn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the NHL is a chill league, not full of children, except for William. But we he's a chill. Dreads, you know what I'm saying? He's chill. The chill. It's chill and not full of shenanigans. Yeah. That's it well, for me. Unapproved shenanigans. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent, bad Kev. No bad shenanigans. Yeah. Uh okay. Well, yeah. All right. Well, as always, go go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just do it. Just just, just do it. Do the thing. Like, share, subscribe. Do the whole thing. Check out our YouTube channel. Just Go subscribe to it. Just please do it. Greatly appreciated. <clears throat> Anyways, and of course, you know. Cooper. Cooper. So, yes, that is my brother's dog, Cooper. So, he's a cool dog. So, there you go. That is Cooper. Should have been Cooper. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, I need to go um, here, dude. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> No, and like I've, said, <laughs> like I've said before, Zach Wierenski, please just wear this for the memes and the laughter. I just I just need this. I just need this. Just 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 please do it. Just wear it for the memes and the laughter. I I, I just need it. Anyways. And um he wore this during the 2016-2017 season, and the Blue Jackets won, started to win a lot of games when you wore that. So you know. For the go back to wearing that just for the laughter and memes and everything. Anyways, uh, if he can fit it, if he can fit it. 
Uh, right. Yeah. He's probably grown some muscle since then. Right. Yes. Oh, and uh, I have to give a shout out to the Blue Jackets organization for their awesome support for Union Blue Soldiers and the march that we've been doing since 2014. And they've come right in and they've done their part to help make it better. And they're fun to work with. They're easy to work with. And there is a certain professionalism about it that you can really appreciate that I haven't always gotten that with other businesses. If I have any sort of question or anything about something, I can always go to them and ask them a question. And they're always going to try their best to give me an answer to the best of their abilities. So thank you to uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets organization. Uh, Marcus Stevenson and everyone else there, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for your continued support of Union Blue Soldiers and for your professionalism and you're easy to work with. So thank you. And one last thing for me is uh, go check out Union Blue Soldiers, a fun Blue Jackets themed fan group that I have. Go check us out on social media and, you know, follow us and you never know. We might be doing more fun stuff in the future. So you got to stay tuned. So follow Uni Blue Soldiers on all social media platforms. Hell yeah. Do it. Do it now. Go press the buttons. There's yeah. buttons there for you to press. That's what they're there for. You know, so Let's press do them. it. You know, Can we get 15 you know million likes on this stream. Let's go. 16 billion likes. Let's go. We can do it. Easy. Um, so sorry, I'm a little sleepy tonight. Um <laughs> and a little bit low. So I'm a little bit slow right now. But um yeah, thanks all for you know being here as always. I uh, appreciate Ian for stopping by as well. And uh thank you to all of our audio listeners and even our video watchers. Yes, I mean you there. Um yeah. We wouldn't be here without you, uh, without you guys. Uh, so, so, I love you. I love you. Well, I'm nice. echoing I'm really bad. I also love you. All right. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, the, anyway, this has been an episode of the Brew Jackets. My name is Lance at Head Duck on Twitter. Go check us out everywhere you go. Especially check out the TikTok. It's brand new. It's really cool. Um, it's uh, it's a TikTok. So, yeah. I know you, you guys like TikTok. I'm just a boomer. Oh, my God. I need out of here. All right. Thanks, all. <laughs> we'll yeah. see you guys next week. Bye. Vamos.